All right, guys, welcome back for another podcast. Been a little while, but here we go. Welcome to the podcast. Here we are, man. How's it going? It's been a while. We moved in April 20th, and yes. then the world ran at us. Yes. <laughs> like the whole world. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It. Yeah, it has been a significant summer. I. Dude. Yeah. I think pretty much that. <laughs> that's just the feeling everywhere. We're just like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Made it. No, I think all things considered, I think we did fairly well and are still doing fairly well. But um, just like anything, we're not perfect, you know, but for what it was, I mean, I, um, before we had talked about just talking about survival mode today, but um, summers like this, uh, stress fundamentals, <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> Test your will. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. What do you got at the absolute bottom of who you are? Uh-huh. You know, because uh-huh. it's everything else gets stripped away. Um, and I had a, I, I, obviously we didn't make it public, but um, sent out a video recording to the whole staff last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was last week. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what day it is, but it was last week. Um, uh, just from a unity standpoint, being like, you know, hey, if you're feeling a bit disenfranchised, like, Yes, <laughs> like <laughs> all of us took a few on the chin this summer, at least in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I for those that weren't here, because we haven't done one of these no. since like the first week of April. No, because we were halfway through the star chart. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So maybe I moved, think. moved into the new place April twentieth. Which yes. that month previous that was every day something and with the building with everything <laughs> yeah yeah moved in and then it was another month of like just getting our feet mm-hmm. under us and mm-hmm. then Memorial Day hit what yeah what supplies are still in trash bags right <laughs> 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 yes yeah that was a whole thing yes um, Memorial Day hit we got absolutely hunted yeah because memorial day those four days we had um 205 patients over four days yeah something like that yes and then it just didn't stop no at all no for the whole summer no yes three months of absolute insanity yes and yeah no it, it it's um we were talking before when before we started that survive like we've talked about s- the concept of survival mode on this platform a few times not a ton um, more more or less as a um, as a result of like the three core problems within the industry and for us it was like all right it was not necessarily that those problems manifested themselves in full here but what it did was we had such a massive influx because of being available yeah where it ought like there was no other response besides like kind of chaos a little bit um and just this overall feeling of like holy shit can we survive this yes (laughs) yes it was not at all what i expected no no and i mean i mean you remember i mean so when we said um and actually just quick little sidestep i think your uh, mic volume has to go up just a titch okay um 
Yeah, I mean, when we kind of came into um, the new building, the discussion was like, okay, we have a plan. Actually, I shouldn't even say the new building because we were coming into 2020. And then for you as the marketing director, it's like, hey, we got this marketing plan. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And it was all exclusively like marketing to caregivers and caregiver acquisition and so on and so forth, like just being very dynamic about that. And then again, Memorial hit and it was just like, oh, oh. Yeah. You know, we hit, we hit, we hit, um, markers that, I mean, we were talking 2021, you know, it's like, all right, we, let's new building 18 months. Let's roll through 2020 through the end of 2021 and beginning of 2022. This is where we want to be. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, uh, okay, so we're just going to blow that out of the water <laughs> by September 1st. Right. It's like, oh right. God. Yeah. Um, and you know, and again, part of, uh, you know, what had gone on to the staff as well was kind of just that, that, you know, that discussion of like, it's just been a lot. It's been a lot for all of us. Um, and, but is this now the new normal? That's the, yeah. I think that's the question mark. Yep. Um, and I think, you know, especially there's a, there's a lot of different factors for us, uh, why we had such a huge influx. I mean, uh, again, year to date, I think, it, what, what did we say? End of August year to date, it was 6,000 this year. We're at 9,000, um, invoices or something. Like that. I think we, we're past that now. Yeah. We're at like 96. Yeah, sure. I'm, Which is where we actually, so actually this week, will be the week that from a patient served perspective that we actually beat last year. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure. So we're going uh, like if we were to maintain current pace last year we did 9500 um, total. total. This year if we maintain which I don't think we're going to maintain the same pace that we have. No. But if we were to I did the math last week it was 126 right which is ridiculous i mean that's what we were hoping for yeah like um a year from this month yeah right 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 you know and then have and that's the thing like um it was again you know part of the message is that you know we've had this huge influx of clientele uh we're touching survivor mode here in a second but the the thing is is that you don't grow uh staff at that pace right so it's you know and that's where when you start to look at you know the amount of stress that we've undergone as a business for our region um to still honestly, I mean, yeah, okay, fine. Yes, the majority of the complaints that we do get are time complaints, you know, two hours, three hours, four hours, you know, something like that, which it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, which that those numbers will go down as we become more efficient um, just in dealing with this amount of load. But to have, you know, all the other referral centers or 24 hour walk in clinics or whatever be at eight to 12 hour waits, yeah. you know, or just simply stop taking clients after a certain point. Yep. Like, I think that's where when I think about fundamentals, it's like, all right, well, we have to be doing something that's clearly different mm-hmm. um, and planning on saying like, all right, so is the summer of 2020 the snapshot of what the next five years is going to look like? Um, and that's then where for us, uh, August 28th um, is act of this, of 2020 is our fifth year of business. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, you know, for me, you know, I don't know, I don't think it's standard. I mean, everyone talks about 10 year plans, 10 year goals, that kind of stuff. Um, and I kind of make a joke, like, you know, I, I have a 10 year plan that I live week to week, <laughs> <laughs> yep. you know? Yep. Um, but I think the other way is most people have a one week plan that they live week to week. Yes. You know, and that's that's yeah. I think one of the big differences when you start to talk about fundamentals is it's like, all right, let's take a step out of ourselves and be like, all right, where not just where the business is, but where's process, where's the fundamentals. And uh, I don't like being in survival mode very long, but, you know, I think what this summer has lended us is the opportunity to identify some pretty substantial blind spots, ones that we knew were there. 
and I do give uh, Dr. Katie a ton of credit because she always, um, this has come up multiple times, and again, I, I'm willing to admit and just give her a ton of credit for it, is uh, those things that I tend to procrastinate, that yeah. she's like, we need to do this. And I'm like, that's important, just not right now. <laughs> yep. Let's do that later. It's like, then it just continues to fester for like, three months and six months and four years and five years. And then it's just like, well, this is now the hottest fire we have to deal with, yeah. you know? So, and again, it, you know, for what it is, there's so many different variables on, um, you know, sort of <laughs> procrastination, which is an excuse and it's not, <laughs> it's not accountable, but, uh, you know, but so again, uh, having something like this summer and I, I think everyone in, in every veterinary clinic is feeling it is just this, this uncertainty, the shift, what's happening, you know, what is process, you know, are they still doing curbside? What's their efficiency with, you know, by phone? Mm -hmm. um, and that's where I think even for us, it, it, you know, we've had patient separation for my entire career. I've never, I've never done exams in rooms with caregivers ever. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe an exception here or there, but it's not been the standard. Um, we've actually become more efficient with curbside. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's actually felt really good to be like, hey, we got you. Yeah. Just go home yeah, for yeah. a while because yeah. the reality of wait times is there yeah. and it like yeah. prior to the inception of the pandemic and just not talking to people in yeah. person yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like oh well, we can kind of normalize the idea of a by phone consultation with yeah. a person that you've never met before right yeah and, and may never meet him face to face oh, ever right yeah. right and it, and it's not to say that we went full curbside no um, no 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 no. but just in those it circumstances where we yeah, yeah and, and yeah, normal yeah. i think normalizing it across it was actually especially late summer once we hit, especially because like around um those couple weeks before labor day when yeah. it was just like you knew yeah. everybody it was just right on that edge Every, yes like everybody everybody um and I remember there was the, it was probably two or three weekends prior to Labor Day and I was here by myself mm. and I'm like, I'm kicking every single person yes. out of here today. Yes. I can't stomach yes. the idea of someone <laughs> asking me about a wait time today yes. as they wait in the waiting area. They just need to leave. Yes. Yes. And it's, uh, thank goodness that that was, it was actually welcomed with open arms by absolutely everybody oh, that weekend. No, I, I honestly, I'm at a point where I kind of actually think that may end up becoming a pretty substantial standard. Yeah. It worked so well. <laughs> you know, you know, if nothing else other than to save yourself from, like you said, like there's only so much time in an hour. Mm -hmm. So it's if you have 20 different people that you have to give 20 different updates to on wait times and how patient status is, like that takes longer than one minute. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And never mind the fact that the phone's going to ring 150 yes. times yes. during your nine hours mm -hmm. that you're here. It's mm -hmm. absolutely mind-boggling to mm -hmm. me. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that that sequence of events between, like, the unsureness of being in the new space. Because we we moved, like, our move-in process took three months yeah. of stuff shifting oh, around. Oh, yeah, 36 hours then. <laughs> like, it took us 36 oh, yeah. hours to move all of our stuff. I, yes. <laughs> It, it did. <laughs> and then, but then, yes. Yeah, and then the, the settling in process. Settling in. Yes. We'll, yes, we'll use yes, that. Yes. And just living in this ether of where yeah. is that thing? Oh, God. And, um, and then finally, like, during that process, right, we, because that was April, May, and June. Yeah. And then 4th of July 
I mean, it's not, like yeah. which we've always made the joke yeah. like <laughs> it, if, if it doesn't happen by fourth of july it's not gonna happen this year no. and yeah like we that became a like a very uh, potential reality at fourth of july where uh-huh. it's like all right well we none of us have any gas left no and we just like no no <laughs> right <laughs> right as the second summer holiday uh, memorial right. uh fourth of july and then labor it's like you have to gas at labor and recuperate to thanksgiving yes that's the game Mm -hmm. uh no we were trashed by fourth of july it it was absolutely wild to me how because i was i I haven't been here nearly as long but i worked fourth of july last year and i remember everyone coming out of that holiday even though it was five days last year because fourth of july was a wednesday yeah 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 um, yeah, uh, we, like everyone still had juice at the end of that holiday. And I actually took this 4th of July off. I wasn't even around and I come back like the Tuesday after and I'm like, well, everyone's dead. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yes. Oh, and then I look at, you know, what we did for just patient load and it's like, you're pulling 60 a day and like yeah. there, yeah. how many, I'm, we had a ton of people here. And yep. it still didn't matter. No, no. And it's, you know, I, it was one of those things, too, where, um, you know, with Katie and myself onboarding uh, doctors, uh, Christina, Lauren, and Rhiannon, and, um, it was like even just being in the building, training with people as, you know, onboarding in that process, even if they aren't as efficient in their process because everything is completely brand new, it's still just more people to try to absorb, you know, the load. Um, and it's, yeah. And yes, we made it. Yeah, we did. We did. That's like the only response I can really have to it is like, no. Yeah. Like we had a hell of a time and and like, that's why we had to go dark on this as well. It's like there, there just was not enough time because we, we brought on Rian and Christina and Lauren on basically like the middle of May, right? End of May, something like that. Beginning of June, yeah. Beginning of June. Yeah, I pushed them off till after yeah. Memorial. But, like, we had that month and a half in there where it's like, well, we can still do the – like, we knew that once that came around, it was going to yeah. be thin either way just because yeah. your time was going to be invested in them. Yeah. And yeah. then it was like, well, that's not even a thought. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like we potentially could have pulled it um, – you know, we had a we had a, a, a doctor move out of state, so it was like we could have potentially done more this summer administratively. Yeah. I don't think even with another full time veterinarian on the floor, I don't. I still don't think we would have been able to. No. It still would have been the same same amount of load. Like, how much time did you have to spend cleaning? <sighs> yes, because it's like, well, everyone that's on the floor, yeah. like they just because of yeah. that unsure nature of. Yeah. where stuff is for yep. the first few months and then just getting absolutely obliterated with yeah. the volume of patients that's here. It's like, well, yeah. someone has to do it. Yeah. And I know that they're having a hard enough time focusing on their primary objective. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, well, all right, well, so, like it's either this or it doesn't get done. And like, just, just if you take a step back and just appreciate the fact that it's like, 
well, I own the place. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a veterinarian that has 15 plus years of experience. And I'm using the power scrubber <laughs> on the floor for eight hours today. <laughs> yes. It's just, uh, yeah. yeah, it, it, it I, I, I appreciate it. And I think a lot of uh, the, yeah. the majority of people that work here understood like, oh, well, like yeah. it just sees that it has to get done. Yeah. That, right. That's that. Yeah, it's just, it just has to get done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but it gave the, that insight of like, holy crap, there is so much happening yeah. right now. Yeah. And I, uh, I don't really know where to go with this thought of hitting survival mode because uh-huh. like, I think I was the first person to say it out loud, yes. <laughs> but that's because I'm the loudest person that works here. There is that. <laughs> yes. But Aside I'm also from like, Mariah, uh, yeah, but I'm not afraid of like reality. Cause to me, like, right. Like yeah. you go to vulnerability and yeah. it's like, I, I'm not, I'm going to be the one that puts this out there yes. because if I don't say it, there's going to be fewer people that are feeling the same way that actually like think it or be- or say it out loud as well. Yeah. So I popped it out there and you know, it, the masks thing hit and like yeah. for someone who's super high engaging like me, I know it sounds really dumb, but if I can't see someone's face, yes. it's harder for me to interact with them. Yes. And it's, it just, it just added fuel to that fire. And this was the first time in my career that I've ever been that fried. <laughs> I've been cooked before, but I like to, to be f- like to the point of essentially f- t- completely burnt out. Yeah. And still yeah. like, sh- you know, doing my, doing my part just because I know somebody's got to do it. I'm just grinding. Like I got yeah. no oil left in this no. engine, but I'm just still spinning the gears. <laughs> yes. Um, that to me was like, it was it was it was a challenge and it still is you yeah. know it it takes some time to get out of that yeah. but it's it's funny that we got to actually sort of live the life with greater caseload but live the life of what like a normal clinic kind of experiences every day like with that one like i'm how do i get to friday oh, mentality yeah. how do yeah, i yeah, yeah. how do i make it through this rotation or whatever that might be yeah get, and, just get to the end of the day end of the day end of the day end of the day right yep. and and to to have experienced that as much as it was different for the reasons that our our clinic is different You're right, right the mentality and the exposure to that was like oh so even though we don't have time to do all this other stuff, it just made it that much of a higher priority so that this doesn't happen again. And yes. it's, it's weird to have yeah. that perspective now. Yeah. Um, and I'm still digesting it big yeah. time. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it'll um, take months to really understand what just happened. Yeah. yeah maybe years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know. I'm, I'm really curious how the rest of the year shakes out. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, yeah. I think we know. <laughs> I think we I know. Think we know. <laughs> uh, but so, all right, so let, let's take that further. So, yeah, yeah yep. sur- survival mode. So, I mean, you know, I think the, it w- you know, when you had kind of mentioned it and brought it up, it was like, yes, that's what's happening. Yep. Uh, and ultimately, it was then kind of the catalyst for me kind of recording the content for the staff as well as just being like, all right, like, it, you know, our highest I individual yourself if you're burnt out, it's like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, we have a lot of other people burn out along the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, the thing is that it's the ultimate stressor, like mm-hmm. on, on everything, not just, I mean, your personal lives, your professional lives, but I think that's where we kind of started, like on the fundamental level, you know, where it strips away everything that's not important. And I, not, I should say priority, because a lot of things are important, but as far as like your most immediate priority, um, and I think when you look at the, 
it being sort of the ultimate stressor. And when you enter into survival mode, I think where people get stuck is, is they don't know how to get out. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, sort of what our process is. And we start to talk about traction. We start to talk about accountability. We start to talk about the um, industry overview. We start to talk about all these different things that we've been sort of as the foundation of PAW for as long as it's been, is that that's why I say, you know, I live a 10 year plan on a week to week. You know, is it so easy to, when you go into survival mode? And if you're just existing in survival mode all the time, which the vast majority of our colleagues are, it's, you know, we make the joke living, you know, week to week, one week at a time. It's like day to day, yeah. hour to hour, yep. you know, bring mental health crisis on top of it. And it's mm -hmm. like, I'm not getting out of bed. I don't want to do this. And then it's like, oh, crap, we have the crushing debt load that it's like, I have to work. I can't not do this. But every single time I go to work, I'm barely holding it together. Mm -hmm. And then you throw like a complaint on top of that or negative feedback from colleagues or interpersonnel problems and now it's just not a matter of oh I'm getting work to the bone because this industry is hard and challenging it's now you have the other part then that's just where we kind of start to continue to birth the un, uh, sort of inefficient process and unnecessary conflict. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's what this is. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I don't know if you saw the drawing downstairs, but I had the conversation with a couple different staff members that, you know, our 10 year plan was basically saying, OK, like as you know, we're shooting for super high quality um, and as you start to have quality going up and you're going to start to then just pick up quantity because you have higher quality, you're going to start to dip back down in uh, quality as quantity goes up, but that's been our process is we've been planning for once we finally go over crescendo and we're down on the backside of quality because of quantity, mm -hmm. plan for that moment, plan for that time where you take your mark and pew, off you go. Mm -hmm. That was 2019 to 2020. Yeah. We yep. didn't know the pandemic was going to happen. Yeah, you know. We didn't know that it was going <laughs> to kick us in the face like it did either. Like, yes. like you'd think, yeah. hey, like unemployment just went from 2% to 22%. Yes. Maybe people will have less money to spend on their pets. And it turned out they had a lot more. Mm -hmm. And they also had a lot more time yes. to spend on that. And, yeah. and <clears throat> I my background is in marketing and kind of trying to understand that stuff. And it just absolutely blindsided me. And I, yeah. I I'm glad that it did yeah. because it brought us to a better place. Yeah. But, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's like you said, Christmas came early, you yeah. know, it's like you get those core family holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, uh, where they're just around and their animals more and everyone's yep. calm and collected. It's like, Oh, yep. I guess the cat has been puking more, yeah. you know, but now it's yep. the, like you said, it's just the gold pandemic, you know, especially people working from home, even if they still have professional careers where they are working, yep. you know, and then the other side is it's all the other frivolous spending went away. Not that I'm going to talk about people's budgets and how they should be spending their money. Cause it's your yeah. money and you can spend it however you want. Yeah. However, there was less opportunity to actually spend. Yeah. We live in Wisconsin. All the taverns were closed. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> right. It's right. It's fine. We can be honest about the fact that the taverns were closed. <laughs> yes. 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 Which anyone from uh, who's not from uh, Wisconsin, which I'm, of course, from Michigan originally, it was really weird for me when I moved up here and all of the taverns are just houses. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just like one of the biggest houses in a central area that then they put like a deck on mm -hmm. in a big parking lot. And they're like, just come drink. And yeah. we're just going to knock down these walls. Enough walls that the roof will stay up. But you know, most and, of the time. Right. <laughs> right. And then they're like, and then we're going to cook some food, some food, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, anyway, anyway, not to digress, <laughs> but uh, but yes. Anyway, if you come to Wisconsin, don't plan on going to like a bar. You're just going to someone's house who has <laughs> who a just deck. Built a bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they knocked out grandma's bedroom yep. and yeah. now they're serving put in out a of it. sink and yeah. called it good <laughs> anyway uh but yes so again i think that's a big part of it is there's just less opportunity to spend um you know of course i there's i'm not i'm not an economist i mean there's a lot of people who are gonna say a lot of things and i could be an idiot which i probably am but you know i think the reality is that what we were assuming was going to be you know, because we were talking a lot about uh, minimize. Actually, we've always been talking about how to minimize financial impact, you know, between between getting people on payment arrangements to offering several different financing options to then kind of running in-house credit lines. Um, it, yeah, I mean, people used them, but it was also their buying power was much larger, you know, and that was that was pretty surprising. Um, but uh, but anyway, so, you know, then what that lends to is increasing quantity. Yeah. You know, and, and cases that, you know, kind of in we, we coin as being treating streets, you know, where it's just comes yep. in the problem. Here's your meds. Off you go. Uh, we've had more workups, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you said the other day, you're like, Carlo, I don't if ever remember the last time you did minimum database. No. And I'm like, like yeah. ever. Yeah. Ever. I, I, I've, I've been here for a year and a half. I literally don't think I've yeah. ever seen a patient unless like maybe one. Yeah. Because there was probably one in the middle there where it's like, this really is yeah. perplexing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like to get Brad's full blood work yeah, and urine, urine yeah. and a flex four. Yeah. And there was another one yeah, in there. Like blood I think there was like a left. Oh, no, it was the e, uh, ECG. Oh, yeah. In there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, well, number one, this is going to take forever, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. But, like, that's that weird process of informed consent <laughs> where it's yes. like, yeah, I told her we could do all these things. Yeah. And you were actually talking about that after where it's yeah. like, crap, I have to talk about blood work. And she's going to say yes to that, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that doesn't happen. But that was, like, um, Memorial Day was a good example of that as well because um, – we saw those 205, I believe, yeah. patients, Definitely and least, yeah. so many of them, because Dane worked that weekend, yep. too, and Dane, yep. Dane loves doing yeah. big workups, because yeah. that's what he's really good at. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. every one of them. Yeah. I, well, I showed up on that Sunday, yeah. and there were, because I worked 10 to 10, and I think there were seven in line for... All two view and full blood work and it's like well that's where we're starting today <laughs> yes <laughs> yes it yeah. was it was car it, but the, yeah, it was weird the, the buying behavior um definitely seemed to have shifted whether it was a focus on yeah. health yeah whether it was just yeah. more time available yeah. i don't really know what it yeah. was yeah. but probably multivariable yeah. and that's that's you know you take that a step backwards and you look at okay we can acknowledge all of these variables existed um, in kind of a perfect storm. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, it's, and then it's like, here's yeah. a lot of quantity. Yes. Because you also take into the fact that with curbside and other clinics being less efficient, yeah. seeing fewer cases yes. and people getting sick and them having to close their clinics for three days and saying, just go to PAW. They'll, yeah. be, they can, they'll be fine. Yeah. And then all the centers are pulling 12-hour waits yeah. so people show up here and now we're getting referral and then minneapolis gets set on fire yes so right. chippewa falls that area starts shipping all their stuff this way yep. nobody in the north woods does anything no. it's like all right well here's these folks at the intersection of 29 and 39 <laughs> yes. they'll 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 be all right yeah and yeah that was we 
I, we hit the what I want to be the bottom of that dip, right? Uh, right. Actually, yeah, I quality don't, quantity. Yeah. Yep. 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 We'll have to. I'll, we'll have to make that up before I publish this and actually throw it on. I the, think it's online. Is it? I think so. Because yeah, it, it's quantity or quality goes up. You you you're only going to hit a certain point. You're never going to be perfect, but it should be really good, right? Yeah, like quality. that's the ideal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then natural marketing, yeah. word of mouth. Yeah. You're going to get more, yeah. and then you're going to stress the system, and it goes down. Yeah. And f- and for us, it's like, well, here's all the stress. Yes. Here's all of the potential um, yes. cases yeah. to stress that system, and and yeah. we did like, you, uh, I I think it was more. I don't want to say that our quality of care went down substantially i actually i'm gonna be honest i don't personally know because i don't really work yeah yeah, yeah. at all Uh, no i think it's the slope of the curve yeah yeah so i think it's when you have that you know quantities going up and quality comes down it's it's like you know versus just a very natural trend and that's what we were planning for it's it's like let's you know stress this system over the next 18 months and start to push hard into getting quantity up and uh, truthfully intentionally trying to get quality down. Mm-hmm. Um, not, you know, necessarily from a, and we talk about quality, it's not necessarily the quality of patient care, right. but it's, it's from right. when they walk in to when they leave. Right. How was the check-in? How was the phone calls? How was the callbacks? How was the, you know, uh, wait times? How is, you know, so that when we talk about quality, it's not, you know, success or failure of cases, because like you had said, on my perspective on the backside being, um, you know, on the medical, we've actually had, I, I, I don't, I am not aware of any significant medical problems. Right. You know, and right. again, and, and some of those will come through complaint process, which even most of the complaints we've been getting, like I said, have all birthed essentially from wait time and then poor client interaction, mm-hmm. you know, so again, uh, or mm-hmm. caregiver rather. Um, but, but anyway, so, um, but yes, I think it's a slope of the curve. Yeah. It's just, it was like, here you go. Here's all the things, boom, yep. down. And yep. then, like you said, we want to hit kind of that, you know, and plateau. Right, right. And, and if, if we hit it, not like that makes number one that drives my confidence way up yeah because if we are truly at that bottom i'm still really confident about what we're able to push out it's just a matter of right consistency and um just competence yeah if our people can hold on for another couple weeks you know Mm -hmm. i think that's why I think that the video was so important because, I mean, the message that I was trying to send was, you know, uh, when you talk about survival mode and, you know, kind of being the ultimate stressor is like I think the natural tendency for people who go into survival mode um, is to talk less and react more. Mm-hmm. So it's if, you know, if we already have a system where we try to have open communication, mm-hmm. but just the natural behavioral tendencies of people in our profession is not to have open and honest conversations in a productive way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think that's, so when you start reacting more, um, and that's again, what kind of the message that I sent out to the staff is it's like, listen, yeah, we just have to start communicating. So I don't care who you communicate with, communicate with anybody at the very least communicate with me. I may send you to the person who you need to communicate with. Um, you don't even Katie as well. Um, and just, just communicate with one of us, you know, and saying like, all right, let's, let's not bypass process in our communication Mm -hmm. meaning I still may not be a no you should go through this 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 and then we'll see how that gets handled um but that's I think kind of how how when you go into survival mode and that just continues to break down culture and unity is that if we just stop communicating and that's why I said we have to everyone has to kind of hold on for um several more weeks at least to get us up to Thanksgiving um to then re-grab a hold of solutions um you know, make sure that those solutions are being implemented appropriately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the the phrasing that you use I actually find very interesting because 
never did I say it out loud, but there were multiple days in the middle of it where it's like, I feel like everything that's happening is exclusively reactive. Yes. Like we're just to the point where there's no proactivity anymore, but (laughs) it's like proactivity requires that. You know, that's that's that eight to maintain ten to gain oh, yes. mentality, yes, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And no one's got that extra two right now. No. Like we're all just yeah. <laughs> we're all just holding on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it it like I there would be days where I would drive home and be like, I don't even know how to become more proactive right now. No. And I just yeah. like that that part was probably the most disheartening part yes. because I've been in front of it for so long. Yes. Yes. And and then it was like now I need to say something. Yes, that was that was actually pretty much the tipping point for me to just like Bring put it out there, mode. right? Because I knew that if I was there, a lot of other people, if not everybody, was also oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, actually, just to clarify that point, because then we brought up in podcast before, but I'll just say it again: um, is uh, my, my uh, you know uh, financial advisor? I mean, Mark Gassner. He uh, he does our accounting, all that kind of stuff. But when we started the whole process, even before Paul was Paul, when I was like, I got this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of his first questions to me was, how much do you work? And I was like, wow, you know, I work. He's like, <laughs> he's like, well, so, you know, so the idea is, is that on, in your work day, um, you work eight hours a day to maintain um, and 10 or 12 hours a day to gain. So uh, eight hours to maintain, 10 hours to gain, eight, 12, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, and that's where I was then saying, well, the problem with our profession is, is that everyone works 10 hours minimum. Yeah. You know, on some days, 12s, you know, then on call, then how am I supposed to plan my personal life? How am I supposed to then actually advance my career? How am I supposed to get out of survival mode? How am I supposed to take a 10 year plan and live it week by week? I can't. Well, I can. Everyone has the capacity to. If Carlo Riolo can, everyone can. Um, but the actual implementation of it, identifying solution part to it, it's all very hard and it just takes time. Mm-hmm. So uh, Caroline and I were actually kind of having that um, question here uh, our, between text and in person or whatever. Um, but the uh, to that point, I'm just saying, how do you actually get out of survival mode? Um, and, and, uh, and honestly, I mean, if we just look at it on our accountability, right, uh, accountability ladder, we just have to recognize that we're in it. That's uh, reality. Mm-hmm. We have to own our part in it and then come into solutions and implementation. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the really good practices for, you know, once you're in survival mode to identify, um, you know, essentially that reality component to see what you can and can't own is a pros cons list. Yeah. You know, I mean, we do it very naturally in the traction process. Uh, mm-hmm. It's what we call the issues list. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the whole idea is everything in your life, everything in your life. It doesn't matter what it is, relationship issues to if you have kids or not, or if you want them and don't, uh, to professional fulfillment, to patient care, scheduling, anything in your list, uh, it can go there. It doesn't matter. Um, and you basically start to look at saying, okay, my current life, where I am at right now, I have to acknowledge that every decision I ever made up to this point got me to this point. Mm -hmm. So if you start to really strip everything away and start to have a really hard analysis of yourself and saying, well, what, what do I consider to be good? What do I consider to be bad? Well, what do I have of each of those? Like to me, a pro may end up being having kids, raising a family, a pro may be traveling, a pro may be, you know, whatever this is, but I don't have that yet. Okay. Well, I want that. That's what I want to have on my list. So you start to kind of weigh these things out and really starting to set up that, you know, don't go 10 years, like 
have some things way out there on 10 years, but it's if you're living the day to day and the week to week, like, all right, I'm going to set out the things that I really want and the, the cons, a lot of the times you try to work into barriers. Like what is the barrier of that? Am I a barrier in one of my cons? Like, do I have to get over myself? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, for here, we always talk about check your shit at the door. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but in saying, when you look at your pros cons and start to work through it and getting really wide with this, get a huge sheet of paper, write it on a whiteboard, who cares? Um, start to chip away. Start to chip away. Does that mean we have to get a therapist? Does that mean relationship therapist? Does that mean dating sites? Does that mean, you know, whatever it is? Um, and just say, all right, what am I actually going to accomplish this week to this month? And that, that's what we do attraction. Okay, well, that was my goal for this month, and I didn't hit my goal. It's not to say that I'm a bad or terrible person because I didn't hit that goal, but what it gave you the opportunity is, ah, Where's another stressor? Where's another con? Where's another barrier? Um, and then start to kind of move forward to get yourself out of survival mode um, and understand that there are also other people in survival mode with you. Right, you right. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who want to work, work to get out of it. Yeah, and that's actually, so when you talk about climbing the ladder, because that's what the, the traction process encourages the accountability process to occur um, because it's all about... How do you get up into implementation? Yeah. That it's 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 meant to do that. And as long as you maintain focus on avoiding the bottom four rungs that are on that accountability ladder, it it's not easy, but it works itself out over time. Yeah. And uh, I think one thing that might be or that we actually we found that was missing last week before we did the um, you know the, the uh, press conference. Yes, I don't know another way to say it. Whatever the video no, no, for all of our staff. No, I is, told everyone I was having it was, a press it conference. It was a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's not weird at all. No, is um, the, we we were talking about the industry overview and you had yeah. brought up communication yes. and how it's like it's lacking, right? Yeah, and is it at the the center of oh, yeah. of these problems and just in that discussion, I think we came to the consensus where it's like, no, it's just, if you don't have communication, you don't ever get out to solutions. Yes. So in, yes. you know, if, if you were to place communication within the, the accountability letter, it's in own it. That's what own it yes. is, right? Yeah. I'm not actually doing anything besides communicating the yes. fact that I have a part in this. Yes. Whether it's communication to myself or yes. to others or yes. to whoever, yep. um, that's yeah. what own it is, is communication. Yep. Because without that process, yep. you never actually get to solution. So, no. you know, we yeah. found that basically you know, you get sh- these problems that are in the core of the industry overview. We're not immune. We are not immune to them. No. We might have a better definition of yes. them, yes. but it's, there are ones that are that, that the whole idea, right? Is industry wide problems, yes. but local solutions. Yes. And when we all hit this state of, well, I got this nine hour shift in front of me, or I got this 12 hour shift. And when I'm done with it, I'm, GTFO, I right. got I got to go breathe. <laughs> um, communication, it, it's it was kind of an exponential decrease. Yeah. Or it was like it was okay, and then you saw it slowing, and then it was like this isn't great, and then it yeah. was like zero. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and what happened at that point is when I was like, now we're being exclusively reactive because we're yeah. only living in the problems, and so the the concept right that we that we put together was. Well, you have to have communication to move out. Yeah. So encourage it and create it and make it happen because if you don't have it, 
you're never actually going to get into solutions. Right. Yeah, it's like when we talk about Eye of the Hurricane. Yeah. Like, the only way you're getting through all the shit of the hurricane is, like, yelling for each other. Like, come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. Hide behind this. Go on that. Here, do this. And then once you're on the other side, it's like, oh, well, there's solutions. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, again, the culture, service, and talent as being the three big problems. Yeah, you're never going to get beyond that with yeah. communication. Yeah, it, it actually makes me think of the example of I, – I don't remember his name – but the pilot that landed on the Hudson. Oh, yeah. They're, so they're Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, Tom <laughs> Hanks. <laughs> Th- thanks, Carl. You're welcome. Th- yeah. Thank you for reminding yeah. me that Tom Hanks landed a plane on yes. the Hudson You're welcome. River. You're welcome. <laughs> um, well, whoever he was, yes. yeah. um, there it that story has been told because the black box exists, right? Yeah. Um, what happened in that scenario was right it was a high quantity of variables were thrown at them like oh shit this isn't going well um but then their communication never wavered and that was the only thing that actually created their success in actually landing the plane because um they had and actually oh it's in the culture code that's where i was thinking of it um their communication got extremely direct and like listening back to it harsh yeah like Yes. No Fs were given. Yes. Oh, in the no. words that were being said. Yes. Because it yes. was like this or we die. Yes. Like there's no in between here. Yeah. So they, um, it was, it was a, it automatically for them because they had a relationship. They, it was an, ex- it was a safe environment to say whatever had to be said because they knew that they were all in that for the same purpose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And like, um, it's it's interesting that they they maintained that awareness in the scenario because there have been other planes that have just crashed yes because of the fact that they they were yeah. watching their words to maintain some yeah. sort of emotional um, whatever right yeah. uh, just balance essentially yeah. Yeah. and the reason that that's the reason that they all cite to their success is well we just didn't pull our punches like yes. things were said yeah. that had to be done and we just did them yeah there were no there was no if no. ands or buts about yeah. it yeah and that, that that story which i i've never actually seen the movie no. um i would be curious how they actually portray that because um they all none of them actually cite their skill set they except in communication yeah which i fascinates me yeah well and i i mean honestly just you know so we talk about after actions right so after actions give us the opportunity uh both a positive and negative scenario to analyze what had occurred to identify in the accountable events or multiple accountable events to then um create areas of growth right Mm -hmm. um up to this point um you know, we've said you can do it in good scenarios. You can do it in bad scenarios. We've done it usually where there's conflict. Yeah. Um, I think the case with uh, Coda these last couple of weeks, that is a positive after action that I believe we need to have. I completely agree. Yes. <laughs> um, because it's that same exact thing where, you know, basically I was, uh, I was running a little late for work. <laughs> you were on Riolo today. Let's just be <laughs> honest. For anyone that doesn't know, you're never late when you're on Riolo time. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Caroline hit the nail on the head when she shared a meme of Gandalf, who Katie called Dumbledore and almost killed her, uh, <laughs> is uh, a wizard. It uh, shows up precisely when he means to, you know, yeah. uh, from uh, uh, Lord just, of, yeah, just, Lord you of just call yourself a wizard. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. fine. Um, 
but it was yeah it was i was running a little late katie was actually on the floor with uh, uh dr gadda as uh, one of our mentees uh, for the for the summer uh and of course she's full-time mm-hmm. um and it was like, Katie was like, I just have to keep this patient alive until Carlo gets here. Mm-hmm. And it was just everything to be done. This has to happen. This has to happen. Carlo's going to get here. And I think it was like maybe 20 minutes late or something. Um, and once I got here, it was like, you know, she was rounding the case to me. And it was the same thing. Shit cut away. Like, this is what's happening. And you need to do this. And it's, you know, and anyone else, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, I'm like, let me just tie my shoes real quick. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, it went from x-rays to pulse socks to, you know, patient breathing pattern. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, I'm like, I knew exactly what happened. And, and all, everything else stripped away. Mm-hmm. Everything else stripped away. It immediately turned into, like, we have to have direct communication. And for us, I mean, that was, like, easily probably one of the most fulfilling trauma cases I've ever had in my career. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, in the moment, we had to put in bilateral chest tubes, and the patient was uh, under general anesthesia at that time. It already had a couple thoracocentesis. Uh, we were already thawing plasma. I think at the end, by the, by the time that patient actually discharged home, it received uh, 10 units of plasma. Uh, it had uh, two units of packed reds, three units of whole blood. And then, uh, oh, I took a liver lobe off. Uh, let's see. It was just tons of stuff. I mean, it was just a massive amount that went into this patient. Um, the first five hours felt like 15 minutes. Like, yeah. on, honest to God. Mm-hmm. And it was as we, I, I put in, you know, Dr. Gad, of course, it's not every day you get the chance to put a chest tube in. You know, it's one of these where I'm like, we got to put two in. <laughs> like, I'll get the first one in. I'm like, but if you want to put the next one in, like, you're going to have to do it. And I, like when the rubber met the road, I was like, all right, come on. And she's like, well, yeah, of course. I'm like, all right, let's fucking do it. You know, and it was kind of it was like it was just the same thing. And she rose the occasion. I, I actually think she did a better job putting her tube in than I did. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the, the point is, is that, you know, as we were moving through that process, it was as like you said, it's just no punches were pulled, right. you know, and it was, we moved through every single step as it needed to happen at the moment that it happened. Yeah. Um, and in hindsight, like everybody, everybody was like, Carlo, how did you save that animal's life? Mm-hmm. And the people were like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, how are we even at this point now? And, you know, I, I, I myself, I'm a little dumbfounded other than saying like, that's what happens when you have 15 years of after hours experience. But the real answer is like we had a team who was exactly what the team needed to be when the team needed to be what it needed to be. Right. You know, is it's like we all, we were fucking exhausted. We mm-hmm. did not have any energy to deal with that patient. But at the end of the day, I would say that is pro- from a, like, easily one of the best patients served mm-hmm. because we were all burnt out. None of us had any energy left and we just rose to the occasion. Mm-hmm. It was like, we got to do this shit because otherwise the animal's going to die. And it's, you know, fine. A lot of people are like, if there was any other doctor here, or, you know, if it was at any other practice, it went to any other place, this animal would have died. I'm like, maybe, probably yes. And it wasn't just me. It was that the whole staff rallied around the concept right. of serving the patient, and it was just, we got to do this. I need you to do this. That needs to happen, and everyone just did it. Yeah. That was it. We just did it. Yeah. <laughs> Dug in. So my perspective, because I was here the whole time, was yep. from an outside looking in, because number one, I'm never That's a right. part of treatment stuff. That's right. You were, you were around, too, and every eyes were just yeah. this big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. I would come back, and I... I try as hard as I can to just stay up front because there's plenty of yeah, stuff to sure, do up sure, there. Sure. So like but the little bit like that, that I was though. around, well, yeah, there's that. Yeah. And I'm just looking, it's like, they're doing a lot of things. Yes. And, yes. but it was, it was actually fun to watch. It was intimidating to watch too, especially yeah. for, um, cause I just, 
I'm a social person. Yeah, so yeah. talking to the medical staff that was still just working on all the other outpatient stuff, they're like, yeah, they're just going. Like, I'm just staying out of the way. Yes. Because, yeah. like, not to have jumped into the middle of that yeah. would have created more of a problem. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, and we all recognized, dude, no, nobody knew what the words were to yeah. say that the right way where, yeah. like... I'm not going over there, not because I don't want to help, but because I know that if I try to put my hands in the middle of that yeah. small team that's communicating that mm -hmm. way, I'm only going to slow them down and it's going to make things worse. Yes. And yes. In, in the moment, it's like, yeah, that's super intimidating. Yeah. Um, and everyone was keeping a close eye because if the extra hands would have been uh, yes. needed. Right, yeah, they yeah. They were with an earshot. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like we were just avoid, everyone was just avoiding you guys, but it was there was an active level of passiveness which seemed it was it's not passive aggressive is the other no other no. the opposite yeah, of that yeah, yeah, yeah. aggressively passive yeah um whatever it, but it, but attentive. with intention right and you talk about like pulling this out of nothing um that's serve the patient right i was i, I came up with an alliteration this morning i see if i can remember it the only, ah, nope, it was something about purpose, but it's all gone. There were it's three gone. keys. It was great. I'm going to think of it later. <laughs> but um, like the, the only way that you get that fuel and like, you know, you talk about the scenario of landing the plane. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like, yeah. well, it doesn't matter how fried I am. The purpose of what's happening here is to, for us, it's serve the patient. For them, it's passenger. Yeah. Um, beca because if we don't, yeah. it's, it's not going to end well. No. Um, and because like you can just find whatever gear that you need in the moment and will you feel the ramifications of that later just physically probably yeah because um i mean he that patient was here for a week yeah yeah and, friday to friday i believe um, yeah and by the end of that everyone like just there was like this additional level of exhaustion because it was so intense yeah but it wasn't yeah. um exhaustion because of a lack of desire it no. was just fulfillment of yeah. process and um although you do feel that just physically it's not a, there's not a mental exhaustion that necessarily goes with that no. and it's definitely not a level of exhaustion that can't be um rebounded very very quickly yeah. and that's why um you know we talk about how do you get out of this survival mode it is survival mode sucks because of mental exhaustion yes you don't know how to bounce out correct um with that comes physical exhaustion because yeah. you don't want to get out of bed yes so then you talk about how the hell do you get out of it yeah. and, and that's it's communication yeah. and sometimes communication hurts yes sometimes i don't even know the right thing to say no sometimes you got to talk to somebody else before you talk to the right person because you just got to like blurt the words out yeah um you and i do that all the yeah. time yeah and that's the idea though is your brain this is the way i think about it and i'm not a psychologist please don't quote yeah. my brain science here <laughs> but brain jelly um i know that people learn different ways yeah people process thoughts different ways um i talk things out like my oh right i start almost every sentence without knowing where it's gonna go <laughs> yes. yes and my mouth just kind of has thoughts yes and thankfully there's a platform where i can record those thoughts and that was where this whole thing started it's like hey carlo we're just gonna record these thoughts because they're really yes, good yes um but uh the idea though is 
not everyone is necessarily, we're probably not as comfortable um, in communication, especially in areas where we don't know where our words are going to go yeah. because of the concept of hurting feelings. Yeah. But if you can remove that element yeah. and that's what serve the patient does, that's yeah. kind of where I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Is if you remove the element of, I'm not necessarily here to conserve your emotional state, but I'm here to serve the patient. Yes. Then you can, you scrub off the emotional management and all of a sudden things start working better. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, all, yeah. And I think Amy is actually a pretty decent example of that. You know, she's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, very, very uh, quiet, at least in, you know, more of a communication setting in the clinic, uh, very competent in mm -hmm. her skill set. Mm -hmm. um, but when I would talk to her very directly, just Carlo being Carlo in the beginning of her employment, it, I, I know that it would have a negative emotional impact, mm -hmm. not because I was trying to create a scenario where she was having a negative emotional impact. Yep. Um, and now like even just, uh, we had a, um, uh, accountable event a couple weeks ago. And when that had happened, uh, I was of course upset about it, but you know, again, part of forgiveness is you let the emotion away and then you work on the accountability element mm -hmm. is she had come up to me and she's like, you know, she caught me in the hall and she was just like, you know, Hey, I just, I have to talk to you and you know how sometimes I get, you know, and of course referring to kind of the emotional side and she held it together the whole time and really focused on sort of that objective part. And I'm not saying don't have emotions. That's not what I'm saying. It's perfectly acceptable to have the emotional component, right. yep. but to like be able to really focus into the, um, you know, sort of objective part of it and being like, yep, I'm really sorry that this thing had happened. And then it led into an after action, actually two of them. And it was kind of this whole thing. Um, but I think of that, I think she, she, that was probably a very significant tipping point for her as an individual. Cause again, it's, it's, you know, sometimes words hurt, you know, you have the feelings component to it and that's okay. Emotions are totally fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you really start to work up into that, you know, the solution and implementation part, it's, um, I think that's why the forgiveness model is so, um, so important, um, you know, is, is a lot of the times it's a matter of like forgiving oneself, yes. um, which again, yes. in part of how we do, um, uh, the forgiveness model, um, ours is, uh, it's not forbearance. Um, Oh, exoneration. Exoneration. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hard when, you know, um, you are in, like, if you're in survival mode and, you know, every problem seems to be like it's a bigger problem than it is because you're just emotionally exhausted. I think where a lot of us kind of like regress back to is that it's, it's often more difficult to forgive yourself than it is to have other people forgive you or, you know, and that, that's kind of another element to, getting yourself out of survival mode is being comfortable with, again, initiating conversation, mm -hmm. but also being able to forgive yourself and or other people around you. Not because forgiveness gets rid of accountability. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness just gets rid of and releases the emotional angst, the emotional yep. component. Yep. Um, and then you start to focus on to solutions and, right. uh, you know, the implementation side. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing that gets in your way is vengeance, right? <laughs> yes. And that's, that's what you're trying to remove uh, the concept of vengeance is an emotional one. Yes. Like it's, I, I emotionally desire an eye for an eye. So you allow that to be removed from the equation yes. so you can refocus on why you're actually mm -hmm. there. Yep. So Caroline, actually, after my press conference, um, Caroline had <laughs> sent a uh, email to me just asking like, how, how do you end up creating an environment where you have open and free communication, um, but it's not tattletailing? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, that's what we refer to as like 
our snitch loop, yep. you know, yep. is that I think now it's become a little bit more commonplace to hear the word whistleblower. Yeah. So, you mm -hmm. know, you hear that a lot more in the political realm now of whistleblower. And the whole point is on these whistleblowers is someone who comes forward to try to, at least in some way, shape or form, be like, there is a freaking problem mm -hmm. and someone has got to do something about it, mm -hmm. you know? So what I, the, the, the way in this, of course, Caroline, to answer your question is, you know, how do you end up opening communication without uh, you yourself becoming sort of the punching bag of the team and be like, well, she told administration or he said this or, you know, blah, blah. And what it all comes down to is having an accountable team. Mm -hmm. And so for us, we talk about core values is trust, unity, respect, and accountability. And all those things have to work together. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about a snitch, right? A snitch is, you know, obviously, well, they, they, they tattled on me, right? It's like, all right, well, if you look at it from a snitch perspective, it's like, you know, are we saying that the only way to garner respect is for us to hide problems? You know, and, and that's the thing. And then the next one is then when you look at the, the drama dynamic of your persecutors and your victim rescuer roles is that that that's the whole snitch dynamic you know drama dynamic is snitches live in this unaccountable world of there's always a persecutor there's always a rescuer there's always a victim so if you have a team that is a bunch of victims as soon as you come forward trying to establish accountability you are now their persecutor mm -hmm. versus the other side is if you have an accountable team you have a group of people that are focused on creating solutions and implementing those solutions for a common cause here at serve the patient mm -hmm. is that when you see something and you say something and you bring it to anyone whether it be you know administrative or so on and so forth the whole idea is you're trying to help people grow right and if you end up having a snitch group or essentially just the drama triangle but if you are being persecuted for coming forward with something mm -hmm. that should be a massive red flag that either you need to get out of the team mm -hmm. um, or start to institute pretty drastic change to change the team the culture mm -hmm. and for us that was 2015 2015 we lost two-thirds of our employees yep. by the middle of 2016 yep. why because we were done with the drama we were done with this whole snitch mentality and that's where for us our or organizational chart is an inverted org chart mm -hmm. the whole idea is that administration is there to help you mm -hmm. the whole idea is that we are there to help communication to help interpersonal issues mm -hmm. um, and if you're just not ready if you think that there's a tattletale like as uh, the accountable event that um, Amy caught me in the hallway for and so on and so forth we went through a single after action simply wanted an acknowledgement of what some of these problems were and uh, one of the employees quit mm -hmm. and it's fine because again part of that was the drama dynamic, the victim rescuer, mm -hmm. the tattle, you know, it's like, well, you know, I, excuses and blaming, well, I was never told this and I shouldn't have been told that. So it's the same idea where it's like, no, by all means, like Janessa absolutely should have brought, came forward with that. And mm -hmm. everybody who then rallied around the idea of, yeah, shit, we fucked up, right. you know, like right. perfect. Right. That's right. awesome. That's reality to owning it, mm -hmm. you know? And I think like you had said before, own it on the accountability ladder. Own it is like, I feel like it's not talked about enough. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone wants to talk about reality and then immediately run to solutions and implementation. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you got to be a little bit more deliberate about ownership mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's tough. And that's where I think your uh, forgiveness comes right into that. Yeah. 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 Is the, the own it and then into solution is that's how you kind of move forward with mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah. Like I think we just kind of 
gave ourselves a good transition. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. The next oh, one. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I knew I we were getting I, close. I have no idea how long we've been doing this, but it's okay. Uh, it's not bad. About an hour. Um, so, right. Recap. Yes. I should. I gotta switch cameras. I'm still yes. learning. Yes. Yes. Um, survival mode sucks. Yes. Let's just be honest about that. Yes. All, we all got, of us are in it as got, a profession. We got yoked into it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, thankfully, you know, now we're now I, I think we're getting to the point where lights at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. If we're not already there, yeah. uh, I know I'm I'm getting there. Yeah. And you know whatever that might be, um, but. I'm glad that we had the experience of truly just everyone's fried. Yep. No one wants to talk anymore yep. because like we all know that yep. we're going to say harsh stuff and yep. like we lived through it. We're still in the middle of it. It will probably make its way out of the woodwork again at some point. Absolutely. It's, in, it's kind of an inevitability. Yeah. yeah. Um, but thank, thank goodness that it happened because we learned what the solution is. And it's actually very simple. Like yeah. it's, it's a, pre-solution just talk right just say stuff yes, yes. Um, yeah in an accountable productive way well right yes. right it, it's it's not um toxic venting it's, no it's, oh, it's not Jeez. just snitching to snitch yeah, or right. like just to just to try and throw other people under the bus and yeah. excuse yourself from problems correct right correct. like there's a right way to do it but sometimes words are going to be hard to mm-hmm. they're they're, they're they're going to be hard to say the right thing, yep. but they're also going to be hard to just say well. Yes. Um, yep. And you got to try and you have to screw that up and you right. have to be open with screwing that up. Right. Is, and I think that's where a lot of people get hung up as well is like yeah. you said, it's just like you want to do it. You want to move. You try. It wasn't the best, you know, and then it's like, oh, crap. No one respects me because I really botched that one. Like on that after action, pretty much had Janessa run the after action. She's like, I just don't think. And I just I don't know if I did. And I'm like. You did a fantastic job, right? Because you tried, right? You know, and that's right. so part of communication, and um, like you said, just setting the plan. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying you got to have a ten year plan. I'm not saying you got to have a five year plan. But remember, you know, eight hours to gain, twelve hours. You know, or I'm sorry, eight hours to maintain, twelve hours to gain, ten hours to gain. Just really start to sort of time hack that element and being like, all right, I have to try to get myself out of this. And like you said, it's communicate, communicate, communicate with a therapist, communicate with your team, communicate with business owners, communicate with partners, communicate with you know, spouses, like it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You have to start to have the conversation, essentially pros, cons list. What's good? What's bad? What do I want? What do I need? What don't I need? What don't I want? You know, and really starting to move that forward and having a very deliberate conversation about what is and is not important. And I think right now is the perfect time because like we said, survival mode is the ultimate stressor. It strips everything else away and it makes you really focus on the stuff you need and don't need and want and don't want. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a perfect time for people to run out pros, cons and start to set out plans. Yeah. Um, And for problems to be noticed and for us to utilize what we commonly refer, and it'll it'll probably have a different name at some point, but the snitch loop. The snitch loop, I think we should talk about that next time. I know that we've talked about it a little bit. Yes. uh, Well, I think it'd be a segue for the, uh, the new creating accountability diagram because it's, it's in there. It's in, it's not written in there, but it's in there as far as a loop. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. That'd be, we could talk a long time about that we one. We probably talk a long time about <laughs> yes. that one. So, uh, all right. I'm going to shoot right. the camera over to yes. you, sir. Take us out. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in for another podcast. We'll catch you next time.